Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Play to Win, where we play to win normally. This time we're, uh, we're talking about playing to win. This is the Play to Win podcast, the pilot episode. I'm Dylan. And I'm Cameron. Uh, way too. I said way too much for that. I said way too much. Way too much. I'm not even you wanna, here. You want to say? You want to? Who are you? I'm. Uh, I'm Cameron. <laughs> wait. Let me. Wait. wait let say, me read my script. Oh uh, yeah. Me. I'm I Cameron, on, and I'm today a, we're talking about well, who we are, what we mm-hmm. are. You got it. So I'm Cameron. I am a human with a beating heart. Apparently, <laughs> I'm not a robot. Recently, we got to 10,000 subscribers. Thanks to all of you. There's 10,000 of you, which is far too many. At this point, there's over 11,000 of you. So we decided maybe a good time to maybe do a podcast or something. This one, really, this version, this one isn't a podcast. This is like a pilot to the podcast. We're just kind of feeling it out, getting to know us a little bit better. See if maybe, is that something that you would like? Would you like a podcast? We'll do it first and then you can decide. Yeah. How are you, Kim? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing okay. I guess let's just first start off with who are we? What are we, like, how did you, I'll start, I'll interview you. <clears throat> Cameron? How did you get into magic? Well, all of a sudden, a bunch of my friends were getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured, all right, I got to get onto it. I got to get onto it. Shit. Did you so, Did you come from other card games? So, yes, I did. Um, well, I played, I mean, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! growing up. Sure. Because, like, it was it was coming out. I saw the movie in the theater. So I got, I got really into that that way. Do you I remember anything about it? Because I, I also played Yu-Gi-Oh! And we got to a point in our weird inbred meta of, like, our, my 11-year-old living room floor. My friend, uh, what was his name? Neil, I think was his name. We got to the point where, you know, the four-star creatures where you didn't have to sacrifice yes. anything? We just decided if we put as many four-star creatures in and never have to sacrifice anything, we will surely win the game. Well, that was... I don't Honestly, think the best way to go about it was it, right. right? I like think, that's I think how ca- you should play. Yu-Gi-Oh. I think for casual Yu-Gi-Oh players, that was the best way. And yeah. then I was told later, like I told someone who played in tournaments, and they were like, "Son, that's not how it happened. That don't do that. That's so bad." But for us, we were just like, "Well, get out so fast. We don't have to sacrifice anything." Blue eyes drag. That's stupid. I'll just play eighteen hundred guys all the time. Yeah. But sorry. So you came from Yu-Gi-Oh a little bit. Well, a, a little bit. I played incredibly casually yeah. with like my brother, but like that was the extent of it. But I knew how to play. I always had Pokemon cards, but I wasn't like really super into. You didn't play Pokemon. Uh, I never really. I didn't even learn how to play the game. Okay, I mean, you were just had a collector. You had the I, I liked having the cards. Um, but so, what was the first magic? Who's who showed you a magic card the first time? When was it the first time you're like, oh, okay, okay. When? Um, I think it was uh, an ex girlfriend of mine. Oh, good. Whose dad and brother and had just had a, a bunch of. Uh, not a bunch, but like a couple of friends that would play. Like a magic family. Um, yeah, so I found out about that way. They actually would do draft, but I never played with them. I just know okay. that they had, like, you would go up to, like, their room, and his computer was just, like, up to his computer. Yeah. A big stack of cards. And then <laughs> surrounding his entire desk was that. And you're like, that's what I want to aspire I, to be. <laughs> <laughs> not at the time. Not at the time. But it's funny, because then, like, going, like, throughout high school, after I got into it, it was junior year of high school. Um, it was M11. Innistrad was coming out. Oh, okay. I know. Uh, Innistrad had just come out. Okay. Innistrad had just come out, and um, it was funny. I would, like, run into him at the Wawa next to my high school, and we'd be like, did you get uh, dragons versus knights? <laughs> yeah, I did. What did you think about it? And, 
And like she would just stand there so awkwardly, just <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god, I, he doesn't even talk to me. We got it. So yeah, we got into Magic around a similar time. I think yeah. I was probably because I got in right when Avison Restored was having like the the pre-release or whatever. That was oh, my okay. first pre-release, yeah. and like I remember Dark Ascension coming out before. Like I was like so starting to pay attention during mm-hmm. Dark Ascension. I think that was the first set that was fully released. Yeah, when yeah. I was okay. when I was playing. I think my dual deck was um what was the red guy and the blue Venser um, uh, Venser and Koth. Venser and Koth. That's Venser who it was. Koth. Yeah, it was the Koth of Koth Planeswalker Ooh. who would like oh, turn your. Yes. Yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Oh yes, it was the blue white Venser. I can't. I thought it was the the creature Venser. No, Venser. yeah, no. There's so many. There's so many other Vensers. No, no. There's just Teferis. There's, no, there's not as many Vensers. Um, so junior high school, you started during mm-hmm. Innistrad. You played Modern Draft. What did you start? Um, with standard. Uh, no, Kitchen Table. Kitchen Table. Kitchen just, Table. We started. So well, like when natural. Innistrad came out, I bought. I bought a fifty dollar. Um, I bought a fifty dollar Undying deck. Well, I would just, I would just like find these cards that I really liked, and then I would go on TCG Player, and I would just put fifty dollars in the cart, Absolutely. and I would just buy that deck. It was a fifty dollar yep. deck, and I would bring it to school, and we would put. We had a little Magic Club that we started. I made a Splicer deck, Blade Splicer, Perfect. Wing yeah. Splicer, mm-hmm. the other ones that are huge and so also bad. Oh yeah, it was the best. Uh, no, it was great. But then I started to build some standard decks at the time, and Innistrad Mirrodin was really what kind of got me into standard. Oh, I yeah. played. Um, I eventually got up to the point where I, I was playing Solar Flare, and I cool was tearing up. <laughs> I was tearing up the school. Umbrella Rites was an unreal card. It was so good, of, yes. and I got Sun Titan to this day is my favorite card. Yep. Um, so you got to play. You got to play Elish Norn too. Sun Titan, and you get to bring mm-hmm. back a Phantasmal Image. There's another oh, Sun Titan, nuts. and you're like, you know what? Let's do that so one more good. time. Because you were playing Mana Leak in the oh, deck, and so Mana good. Leak was so good it was at so, the time. It was basically Counterspell. Yeah. Because yeah, so that like, was in the Delver meta, because I remember I was playing yep. like, I was playing some pretty bad Delver variant of like a blue-black version with Vampire Nighthawk, but oh, it, it played yeah. Rune Chanter's Pike, which, wow, oh, getting that on a Vampire Nighthawk, the they're so Pike. dead, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so that's when you first got into Standard, and then from there you went to Modern eventually? I went to Modern from there, and I start, I was uh, I was really attracted to Pod, and I loved the toolbox, Pod, yeah. cut decks, um, so I, I played Pod. Um, I got Deathrite Shamans when they oh, came yeah. out, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden, Pod got banned. Yeah, that was a bummer. Pod what got was, banned. Pod was just like destroying the modern meta at the time, right? Oh, it was. was, there, was there, well, what was the other competitor to Pod? There was like other decks was that twin. could compete there. It was, Splinter it was Twin. Pod yeah. and, and Twin. I was, and I was playing Jun because I felt Jun was the only deck that actually had a reasonable matchup against either one. But at one. that point, uh, a lot of the Jun cards in Jun had already gotten banned by the time Pod had gotten that's, banned. So that's Jun true. Bloodbraid out. Bloodbraid wasn't out when Pod was out. That was later, right? Pod got banned and then Bloodbraid came back. Uh, yes. Yes. And Pod, but Pod was banned for a long time before. Yeah, yeah. Before Bloodbraid came out, because I always loved Jun. But at the time, like I was in high school, I had yeah. a job but i really couldn't you can't afford I, Jund I in high school no no high school player can so so i wasn't so i really wasn't playing Jund, although that was yeah. the deck i really wanted to play the whole time i remember i i left magic for a little bit and when bloodbraid elf got unbanned i was like all right i'm dusting off the sleeves we're coming back to it because <laughs> bloodbraid elf was one of my favorite oh cards. see i had then started to build up to because by the time i got to i got to college i played elves yeah. um as, as a oh, green right, deck yeah. it was my first pptq i played elves in um it did not do well did not yeah, do well. Elves is, has, um, is bad in modern. It has like, always like, been bad in modern. It has, but Collected Company it just came out. So, <laughs> so like, we're like, it was let's all right. try it. it uh, all right. Collect, so like people liked it because we're Collected Company, but um, I then built Death Cloud, which was my oh. precursor to Jund. Sure. And then I just kind of started Evolved slowly into evolving into actual So Jund you have been a, then a big creature mid-rangey deck player. That's been my whole thing. Your whole thing, which makes sense that you're yeah. on medium green right now. Exactly. In, in CDH. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because it's basically those decks, I feel it's, like. It's as Jund that I can get. I feel in, I feel like CDH medium right green now. is comparable to Jund. I mean, Jund really doesn't have any 
like a modern Jun to CDH. It just doesn't work. There's right? no variance. There's, just, there's yeah, nothing exactly. close. But Corvold is not the same. It's not the same. Corvold's no. all in, and Jund is not. But at least the medium grain is like green is like a mid range deck, right? Like you're playing exactly. to like you're trying to grind a little bit first and then win kind of in the middle of and the game. And I can I can play creatures and yeah. attack and with them, exactly, and yeah. I can still interact with everything that's going on. Right. And yeah. I love so that I get. To it's play the same idea as Jund is like your Tarmogoyf instead of a Tarmogoyf, it's like an Okay Adversary and a Timna or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. And your your win conditions, which would normally would have been like. Um, like Olivia or Huntmaster or Bloodbraid Elf Beats or whatever the four drop of choices is instead just like Consult Thessus Oracle. Exactly, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I finally got to the point where I was like, great, I'm playing the deck that I finally have always wanted to play. And I hadn't really been playing with that up until uh, this year, really. Yeah. Um, Jun was my baby. I was yeah. Jun guy. Like I'm, I would go to different LGSs too, around here and I was Jun guy. You and I have that in common. Why, we were Jun yeah, guy. That's I was get along so my well. LGS. It's I was, we I was Jun guy. Yeah. And I was one of the dumbasses that bought Tarmogoyfs at $200 a pop too. So I feel particularly <laughs> connected to the archetype. Like even like, I would yeah. never get rid of them now because I could sell them for like $30 are, like, or something. And I just like thing. that. I just could not, I made other decent purchases mm-hmm. and getting dual lands before they got expensive. But Tarmogoyf was one that I did not get correct at all. No. Um, and I even played like up through when Renin Sex was printed, yeah. and you had like the Renin Sex variants that still added a completely different tier. Yeah, and now Jund is playing like Croxa and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. And the deck lists are still really putting up results. But really, I feel like the deck can't. There's just so much. You can play Uro, right? You can play Uro in Modern. Like you can play, like I don't know. Yeah, but like you have you have your own though. You have your own. <laughs> yeah, and that's you true. Yeah, have have to be honest, I'm not still. really since I've gotten into CEDH. I haven't. All the other magic has just kind of faded well, that's away what from me. To me, is that my main L. LGS turned Modern Knight into Pioneer when Pioneer happened. Right. And, and you, get spread, you start getting spread so thin, Pioneer right? Yeah. for crying out loud. And look, look what it's come to. Yeah. I think all the new formats are great for tournament grinders, but they spread everyone else too thin. You're just like, ah, do I play Pioneer? Or I guess I'll start building a Pioneer deck, but yeah. like, all right, now the Jun cards came out and I can't afford the Jun shit because I just bought the Pioneer shit. Exactly. So, so you get spread too thin. and that, You this, really have to make your choice. And then when you yeah. realize, oh my God, I'm buying a Mana Crypt right. for the first time. It's like, all right, <laughs> Modern, this format. You can stay aside, and yeah. I think this is going to be because CDH is all encompassing, right? Right. That's like if thing. you want to yeah. play modern, that's like a certain feel, and if you want to play historic, watch it, buddy. If you want to play historic, <laughs> that's our first one. <laughs> our first one. If you want to play historic or legacy or whatever, they're all like very different mm-hmm. feels of a format, which is nice for like a tournament grinder or who like someone's trying to do that. But if you just want to like play your favorite cards or whatever, CDH, you just get to play all of them. So exactly. how, however you want to play that day, you can make, I can make a CDH deck that's like this. I mean, it's not really, you know what I mean? But it can at least be a commander <laughs> deck that's like, exactly. I want to attack with creatures. I want to play combo where like, and sometimes in modern, like attacking with creatures, just not going to work or exactly. whatever. You know what I mean? It's just the way the meta goes. Where in CDH, like the card pool is big enough and the cards are strong enough that like, if you really wanted to play hard control and play mm-hmm. Supreme Verdict, you could probably make it work. You know what I mean? It, may, it might not be great, but you would definitely still get wins and it would be fun yeah. to play. And there's always going to be room for that, right? Which is, I think, why CDH and more like more Commander really is so appealing to so many people is because mm-hmm. you decide what the game looks like, right? Like you exactly, don't. The meta yeah. doesn't tell you what to play. You say, I, you, "I'm going to play this," and my friends will have to adapt to me because that's who they play against, and our meta becomes our own. Have you found that Commander is harder or easier than one v one formats because of threat assessment? Incredibly more difficult it's more difficult it's i think it's an entirely different level yeah in in terms of difficulty in terms of difficulty because i mean i mean in theory like the the perfect magic games that wizards are trying to set up is that you have like a coin flip to right figure out who the winner is yeah essentially because you have um variants in terms of the cards that you're actually drawing and they're really trying to curate these formats to have a, a specific power level to them right. as well um whereas in cedh 
there's not really that. Because all we're trying to do is just bust the decks to their absolute Just turn maximum. them up to 11, yeah. Exactly. And you have the resources to do that. You know what I mean? Like, Jund is only going to get as strong as Jund gets. Mm-hmm. But you can turn your deck. I was, I was working with Ukuma, and I'm trying to get it to turn two consistently. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly. And I can really push it that way. Whereas in modern, you might not be able to do that all the time. No, because there's so many other things that you really can't account for. Right. Whereas you have so many silver bullets that you can have in CEDH2 yeah. because of the one-of situation. And I, I've always thought that in 1v1, obviously, the threat assessment is much easier, right? It's like, mm-hmm. well, that thing's killing me, I'll kill that thing. Whereas in CDH or in EDH and regular commander, not that easy, right? You have to decide between, well, that thing's killing me, but also I can decide to make it, you know, try to get it to kill somebody else instead. Or That's I can the politic thing, like my, it might not attack can, me. Right, maybe I can politic my way out of it and mm. let it stand for a while. Like I've definitely been in games where I'm playing a Thrasios deck and there's a Cursed Totem out and I can kill the Cursed Totem, but there's also an Agile player out. And I'm thinking, maybe <laughs> I just leave that Cursed Totem for a second, play a couple small right. draw spells and kind of lay back. And then at the moment's right, then Agila is going to want to kill the Cursed Totem before I am, and then they'll kill it, and then I can hopefully win instead of them. Exactly. Right, yeah. so there's a little, there's a, there's a more, uh, more in-depth of a thought process, mm-hmm. I think. So, Modern. You started in Modern a lot. How did you get to Commander? How did you get to 100-card singleton formats? <laughs> so, uh, my main... Uh, my main play group uh, all decided that they were just going to play Commander out of the blue because my one friend that we had trying to been trying to get into the game for years would finally found Commander and decided that this was a really cool way to play with everybody. Yeah, and I had I had never been into it. I had never been into it because they would all be playing the specific casual way that I could not seem to get into the same mindset of. Yeah. I was so used to playing against one player and just trying to do anything that I could to make them lose. I would blood moon you. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I would narset That's the, the whole point, right? Winning is, winning is the you. point, right? Care. We're playing yeah. a game. Winning exactly. is the point. Exactly. Anything to win. Um, and I, I, they did just didn't have the same mindset, which yeah. is fine. Nothing is wrong with that. It just wasn't um, your and mindset. I, it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying playing with them. It was just not my. It was. It was not necessarily my my cup of tea with that. And I just. I just didn't understand the the concept of what the the casual mindset was. Dude, I, yeah, I was right that. there with you. I, I felt the same way. Like I, mm-hmm. I I do enjoy casual magic, but I do too. Let's I still, be clear. I still really like casually. But you pitch. have to find the right people to play it with, right? You have yeah. to find people that are also saying like, okay, yeah, we yeah. can we can do whatever we want to win, even though we're playing casual. We're still going to be trying to win. We're going to exactly. be making the correct decision. I'm not going to attack you just because you blew up my thing. I'm going to attack you because it's the right choice to attack exactly. you, even in casual. I still apply the same logic. Yeah. So it, and, it, and it turns into well, now I just have to when I play against them now I just have to bring a different deck and yeah like this is this deck is going to fit much better in this meta which is yeah. totally fine another yeah it's just how you play in different metas and it's another casual co- another cool thing about commander is that that for that you can just decide what the meta looks like you know exactly. what I mean if you don't yeah. if you don't like the Thassa's Oracle meta just talk to your group and say like hey can we just not do this for a night or do something else like mm-hmm. you can you can't really do that at a modern tournament you can't be like hey guys will you not play a good deck it's like well, <laughs> what are you talking about this, 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 exactly. I, can, I can get I'm yeah. getting store credit right now this price but no I'm not I gonna, just want to play the, the best thing that <laughs> right, yeah, I, I want to win I, I have the these cards at. I want to play with yeah. them um, and, and commander is deep enough that you don't always mm-hmm. have to do that I think that's that's nice but I, I, I it feels nice to have finally found like this CEDH niche because it lets me kind of do everything that I want to do. First of all, even though I've been Jun guy, yeah. my favorite color in the game is blue. Oh, like same. When I drop I'm right vintage cube. Like I'm just, I'm always a blue variant. Yep. Always a blue variant. But it's so funny. All through my like competitive like tournament playing of like playing standard and mono or whatever, I've always been not blue. I've always played creature yep. decks, specifically Jun decks, Mardu decks, decks that are looking to get aggressive, like decks that are trying to get a lot of like small value creature value, not trying to interact in the stack. And then when I go to Commander, I'm like the complete opposite. I'm like I want 
every counter spell that I can. I want to be able to control. I want to be able to do everything I can. And blue is just so distinctly better than the other colors in Commander. Whereas I think in it's the other... card pool you have access to is really what makes exactly it that way. like in the, in the other formats they they've been balancing it for years. So they they make all the colors like the mm. same strength, but they weren't balancing all the colors the same for like so long in Magic. Exactly. And since we get to use Brainstorm and and Mana Drain and all these ridiculous Time Twister and all these blue cards, it's just it's oh too too good to I not use them. I still can't believe we can even use Time Twister. I'm kind of pissed about Time Twister to be honest. I don't know why power nine is allowed in the format that seems kind of silly to me but it's, right. it's a fun Eventually, card to play we're with. gonna get to play black lotuses yeah <laughs> yeah right like what's don't it? worry yeah, i'm not really sure the I, the other cards in my time twister is definitely like by far the worst power nine it's realistically probably like the 11th card like, i feel like soul ring is better than time twister soul ring i would also put like library of alexandria above it <laughs> a lot Maybe. of the time in the right in the right i don't i don't think it would be as good in in Commander, but in Vintage, no, Library of Alexandria but, uh, is insane. Vintage, I mean, if you just put that card in Standard, that card. Oh would my God, it would be, be yeah, it like, would I, I feel like just that, in But any... that one's so, that one would be even more under, like unassuming. For some reason, like Time Twisters, is just like, okay, it's like a wheel effect and it yeah. shuffles in and you can loop it. That's really good, right? But Library of Alexandria is so unassuming. Like a new player looks at that card and goes, what the fuck? How, why, who? This not card's not That's good. That's how I felt about exactly. it. Exactly. And then yeah. you play it and you're like, oh my God. Every turn. Every turn. I, I don't have to know. I don't. I don't even care anything. that I took my turn one off. Who cares? Like, yeah. it's just it's, a free card. I, I would love to do that. Yeah. My counter spells are free anyway. Yeah. So we got into CDH mm-hmm. format, which has changed since we've been in it. There's yeah. been a shift. There's been flashes gone now. Yeah. How do you feel about it now that flash is gone? It was a. It was a big talking point for a long time. Flash is too good. How's the format looking now? I'm really into this format. Yeah. I'm really into this format. For some reason, I feel like. I really liked Fish Consult. I did too. I love Flash. I thought for it was some such reason, a fun I card. still feel like Flash is like not great, yeah. and like we don't really need it. But for some reason, I feel like a meta full of Fish Consult is totally fine. Right? Yeah. I don't know why. I so I got into CDH. My first deck was um, Timnathrasios mm-hmm. Paradox Scepter, and that deck was super sweet. And Ooh, getting Paradox Engine banned was such a bummer because that card mm-hmm. was just so frequently make twenty mana and win that turn. Um, that must have felt like what it was like to have pod banned. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? And it just I, that getting into the format during that stage and getting to play with the power of Flash and the yeah. power of Paradox Engine, it is kind of interesting to see. Although the format has introduced all these new things, Thassa's Oracle and Underworld Breach and all these cards that have really beefed up the format, mm-hmm. it's still not as powerful as it was with Paradox Engine and and Flash. Yeah. I think. I think those cards were, were still just at another level. It is funny to see this fixed version of CEDH. Right, this, yeah, now. which is still like, everyone's like, oh, a turn three win, like, that's fine. It's totally fine. It's not like a turn one win on, like, you know what I mean? Like, that was like yeah. that was the issue of, like, you had, like, theoretically, like, you could, like, draw, land, Lotus Petal, go, and then someone will, like, draw, and they'll cast, like, uh, I don't know, a Soul Ring. And in response to Soul Ring, flash. It's like, well, are you, what? <laughs> and that was also another one that, like, got to benefit off of, like, the other disgusting card pool, like the yeah. Green Pact. You know what I mean? The fact that that oh was my free God. and just yeah. put the whole right into your hand like there and you didn't have to worry about the upkeep cost right, on it either so it anyway. was just a free hulk yeah so there was just there was so many it just it got so good yeah it got so good and then with that circle that was too much um but it is kind of strange our because our version of the meta what we see as cdh is much different than what other people play oh agreed because so what we play of, is curated right like, yeah we, we decide make our own format we and just, then that's yeah. what we play we decide and that's like probably 50 percent of the magic that we play or at least i play is for the channel i mean I, yeah. my only other magic that i play is with other channels or like when we stream on discord or something like that like realistically i'm not playing anything else especially now we're in a pandemic so how can you it's much more so difficult, yeah. our meta is either very very now I want to say inbred, but it's it's curated. We decided, mm-hmm. right? So it's not a real fair a- assessment. And then when we're playing against other people, we're either playing against other content creators, so we know what they're probably going to be on, and yeah. we know most often content creators 
like to talk, which means they like to play a specific type. They like to play an interesting deck, a grindy deck. Yeah. They're not always playing the tier one, the best deck. They're not on turbo ad nauseum. They might be like a step behind what the rest of the meta is. And but they'll they'll also be extremely good players. So it's a completely different That's meta than thing. going yeah. in blind and not knowing the skill level. You know, if I'm playing against someone from another channel, their skill level is pretty good, right? You, so you've seen them play, like, right? They, we've they, seen them play. They we know they play. Stuff, yeah. And then the alternative, the other one that we're playing is on Discord with with patrons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which and that when we do those games, that's like the closest we really get to what the actual what the meta actual really meta is. Like. But I'm not playing on the Nexus League. I'm not playing on any of the other Reddit things. That's why we always like to make sure that we're noting this is, you know, this is how many games we're playing with this deck. Like, we haven't tested this against, like, all of these other decks. You know, like, I'm, I'm still new to the format. Yeah, I mean, realistically, like, like not... we kind of started playing. I mean, I've been paying attention to CDH for years. And for I've been while, yeah. bringing a, a close to CDH deck to my EDH night because we had nights for a while. You pay $5. I'm like, hey, guys, I paid $5. Do you mind if I play the CDH deck? And they're like, okay, let me take out my strongest deck. And then I would win early. And it was it, it probably, honestly, the unfortunate truth of a lot of CDH players is you probably started out as a pub stomper. Realistically, before mm-hmm. CDH was a format, you just had to, and we weren't mean about it. We just said like, I, I always say like, hey, I'm trying to win on turn three. Do you guys mind? And a lot of people are excited. They're like, ooh, a CDH deck. Yeah, let me try to see if I can do anything against that. And then they normally can or whatever. But there's always those games where all three of them decide, let's gang up on this guy. Let's kill every, <laughs> like I've had like games where they're just like, I'm going to abrade your birds of paradise. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I'm, anything I can. I'm just going to shut <laughs> yeah. it off. I'm like, okay. And then, and then you're like, okay, like I'll try my best. And then they cast a Grave Titan. You're like, how the fuck do I beat a Grave Titan? And then they cast like Phantasmal Image Clone. I'm like, how the fuck do I beat seven? What the hell am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, your deck's not prepared for that. So there's that, that point that you get to where you're like, yeah, once we get to turn six, my deck is not competitive anymore. Yeah, exactly. I honestly forgot where the fuck I was going with that. We have gone on so many tangents <laughs> yeah, because really this have. started <laughs> off as like, how did you get into the game, Cameron? Yeah. <laughs> so how did you Parado- get into the yeah, game, We're now at Paradox Engine and Flash, our, our band, and yeah, that's that's where it is. Well, how I got into Magic, I started playing Pokemon cards, mm-hmm. and then I got into Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Wait a minute, okay. Mm-hmm. So how into Pokemon did you get? I was into it. I as, as a kid, I was just a collector, and then once it came to high school, I started mm-hmm. playing Pokemon cards. Uh, I went to like a performing arts high school, so we would go into like the. Um, you went to the same performing arts high school, actually. We actually except, did, but yeah. just after me, which yeah. is fucking weird. We never crossed <laughs> paths there um, whatsoever. <laughs> but in the practice rooms, you, did you go to the building when it was by the Wawa? Or were that you, was, was the, the only building I was in. Was the okay, old building? Yeah. So in the practice rooms, in the music rooms, we mm-hmm. would go in the practice rooms. We would play Pokemon cards, and we bet we would use coins to flip. We would use a quarter to flip. And okay. A substitute teacher one time, if he remembers, a, a substitute teacher got us in trouble for gambling because we were flipping a coin playing Pokemon cards. Ridiculous. That does So I was playing in high school, playing Mm -hmm. Pokemon cards, and we were like starting to actually like, we were like closer to real people. So we're like, let's check the internet and see what the internet has in store. And then I started playing Pokemon competitively. I would like go to Mm -hmm. tournaments and stuff. Never any good. I would normally go like one and two or two and one. That's kind of it. Realistically, that's my magic career has been two and one. Like my magic career is defined (laughs) by two and one. And that's how mine is too. I feel like every time I I would do like a draft online, it would be like two one. Every time. Every time. Two one. I can't escape it. It's like two one, three two, four three. Like, man, I fucking suck. <laughs> um, so got into Pokemon and then from Pokemon my group of Pokemon they all just found magic mm-hmm. they were like we should play this other game it's more fun there's more to do and I had a one buddy it's like you can play on their turn you can do shit on their turn I'm like are you kidding me so once <laughs> I found that I was like okay yeah maybe this is something good sold my entire Pokemon collection mm-hmm. and I bought like a Kalia deck and the the Koth Venser deck and like a whole bunch of singles. They were like, mm-hmm. you should buy that. Solemn Solacrum. Yeah, you should get that. That's like, okay. Good, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do a little commander. Let's do a little standard or whatever. 
Um, and then from there, it just kind of evolved into like a mini tournament grinder. I would go to like the GPs that I could and the IQs that I could. I got a couple, a couple IQ, a top eights, nothing spectacular with like Dormy Raid decks or something in standard. Like Dormy Raid was my fucking card. Um, and then eventually just moved on to Commander, found that CDH was a thing that I could play this singleton format because I like the idea of playing against four players and I mm. like the idea of being able to really customize your shit and I like being able to decide like how you want to go. Um, and then once I found CDH, I was like, yep, this is the format. This yeah. is this is the this is the way to play Magic. This is Magic to me. This is how it is. And then it was just like a, 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 a two to three year uh, incline into kind of where I'm at now. Of Just like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no reason for me to play any other formats at this point. I don't have a modern deck. I don't have a standard deck. I don't have a legacy deck. I don't have a vintage deck. No. All of which I had at some point. Not, you know, some proxies in the vintage, whatever. But now it's, uh, yeah, now it's just yeah. CDH at this point. Yeah, all in. I feel you there too. Because I used to also play like a lot of the Vintage Cube too. Oh, yeah. And the Vintage Cube has a lot of points that also feel like, um, also has a lot of points that feel like CEDH. It's kind of, yeah, it is kind of like CEDH in a draft format, basically. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like that's if CEDH, like when they, they're coming out with a Commander Draft this year. Commander right? Legends. And yeah. it's probably going to be like very close to the Vintage Cube or at least like inspired yeah. by the Vintage Cube, I would imagine. And it's probably going to be like the Legendary Cube that they had on Magic Online. <laughs> Maybe. 70 yeah. rares. There's gotta, yeah, there's got to be. I don't <laughs> or, uh, know how they're going to balance um, legends. legends. I don't know how they're going to balance that. I'm sure there's going to be like a guaranteed legend in each pack or something and there's probably yeah. going to be a lot of like shitty five-color legends or something. That's going to make CDH super weird because they're going to mess up. Oh, my right? God. Like, Every new set, so, every new set, every CDH ah, player is like, okay, where are they going? Who? What's gonna, What's the card? What's the? Where are they going to mess up now? Right. So, I'm incredibly terrified. Yeah, for this. I'm, I set. just, I don't want. I'm them, not going to lie. I don't want them. I like, I don't like. I don't like, yeah, give a shit. But I, <laughs> what I'm afraid they're going to do is fuck with the command zone more. They're going to fuck with partner more. They're going to fuck with making like new ways to like. Uh, um, yeah. um, what was the um. Emergence, right? Is that, no, Emergence the, zone? No, no, no. Um, Edgar. What does Edgar have? Oh, Eminence. Eminence. Um, they're going to do more stuff like that that break the command zone rules. And I think that's just like not a good space that they should be fucking with. And they're just going to keep fucking. No, I keep, still prefer. It's like a wound they're going to keep Yeah, poking. I still prefer when they don't necessarily like reference commander. Don't say on commander. No, yeah. don't. Yeah, don't say command. Just keep no. making them for like, like if they made this like a draft format yeah. that had 72 legendary creatures in this, holy fucking shit, that would be That'd an be cool. awesome draft format. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm afraid they're just going to break the command zone too much and it's too, it's untouchable. You can't, you can't mess with the command zone. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's too hard to interact with and it's too hard to interact with early. Like with Planeswalker emblems, they have to like ultimate a Planeswalker, which is like really hard or they have to like oh, resolve. Please don't let They have to like resolve with, a doubling, those, yeah. a doubling season and then a Planeswalker, which is like two big things. Like it's, it's difficult to get there, but with like the command zone with Edgar, it's just on right away with the partners. Exactly. You just get to play with 98 cards in your library which is less like you just unfairly get to play with not only better commanders and thrasios mm-hmm. and timna but also you just get a free card that you don't you, your worst card you get to take it out which is just the best how many companions do you think are going to be in the set that would be so funny if they have companions. they're probably oh my god that would be so funny companion is the biggest debacle i've ever seen that's just is hilarious the fact that they they named their app after companion and they it's the whole the whole marketing <laughs> thing that. is companion oh my god, and then they yeah. go shit we didn't test this in any format i guess <laughs> 
I, I like completely don't see how that happens. It's funny because I heard um, one of the guys from MTG Goldfish say that like the future future league is probably playing with like Oko and Uro yeah. in the same deck against like everything else that they think is fine. Right. So like even like the future future league that's playing like two years down the road has no idea that cards were getting banned. So the meta that they're testing in is like wrong. completely different that's... than what we're actually experiencing. And I wonder if which that... hold up. Yeah. I also don't know. If it's true, I'm here just blindly <laughs> quoting MTG Goldfish, and Who I know if they actually spreading said like propaganda here. <laughs> Let me say that, but at the same time, like that thought process would make sense, right? Yeah, no, it's um, I, I think it's unsettling that all like bans and other formats. Another reason why I like CDH is just it's less likely your shit's gonna get banned. It really yeah. like they they're trying not to ban shit. It's just it's much. Less likely that you're uh, CH is so powerful that Thassa's Oracle Demonic Consultation mm -hmm. still doesn't touch it. Like, yes, it's the strongest thing in the format, yeah. but it's close. And there's other things that battle with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not the format is just too strong. Like, even with mm -hmm. even there are cards that are impactful, it's just too big to be brought down. I think. Yeah. But the the issue with all the bans is you're right. The future future league can't test because they don't know what's going to get banned, right? Yeah. And when the shit that gets banned seems to have a direct correlation to like. The, the mobs on Twitter and like the outrage that people give, mm -hmm. it's it's not necessarily tied down to like like just because a, a deck is doing well doesn't mean you have to ban it, right? Like I also think that's true. Like I remember like, when like every no matter what the best deck is, people are going be to pitchfork deck. against yeah. it. Yeah, and especially yeah. with the internet, people play the best deck just because it's the best deck, that's not because thing. it's yeah. the right deck or whatever. So people are just like blindly picking. Well, I'm just gonna pick the best deck. So the numbers are mad inflated. You know what I mean? Like everyone is playing the deck just because like it's easy to pick the best deck because it's so easy to find the so best deck. So because of the hype, that's what people will tend to yeah, go so, to. Yeah, uh, so it makes the best cards even better than they are because uh, although their Uro is fucking nuts, but Uro's even yeah. better when everyone decides it's the right card to play. So the numbers are super, super high, right? I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. We have we are still going all off the rails over there. <laughs> We I think are, we've gotten to know each other's history on Magic a little well, bit. I think we have. How we got also CDH. gotten to know a lot of our feelings about CDH. How we, why we like and CDH. And how we feel about cards that are being printed. So too. if you like this rambling of a pilot podcast, <laughs> let us know. We would love to do another one. If you didn't, please tell us to shut the fuck up and we'd love to not do another one too. Well, thank you for watching. That was the Play to Win podcast, although it's probably just a YouTube video now. Or maybe I figured out how to get it on Spotify. I'm not sure yet. I'm Dylan. And I'm Cameron. Thanks for watching. Did See, you fart or was that the couch? That was totally the couch. Oh, sure it was. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.